0: This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Hello, hello. Today, we're talking about something important. We're talking about something you all have to look after. Today we are talking about money and I'm really, really very excited today because I've got with me Leslie Thomas, who I think you're going to fall a little bit in love with. I've known Leslie a couple of years now, pretty much from when she first entered the online space. I think Leslie was introduced to me. Well, I don't know. I'll let let her tell you in a moment. But Leslie is a powerhouse at informing people about how to improve their wealth by how they think. So welcome to the show, Leslie. It's great to have you here. Hi there, Anna. Absolute pleasure for me to be here with you, particularly as you said,
1: we've known each other for a couple of years. I love this particular podcast. I listen to it in my shower. Yes, you are in my shower on a regular basis. So to be on the podcast as a guest is a real honor for me. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, so, big shout out to you, Leslie, as you're listening back to this in the shower. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're talking today about money, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on why people don't talk about money. What is it really that sits behind that?
1: It's a whole question around a lack of, you know, self-worth, self-value, what happened to them during their childhood in terms of how their parents were around money, the messages they picked up in their environment about money. And we're taught, you know, we're taught that we don't talk about money. Money is seen as something that should be done behind closed doors, should be done in privacy, it's something that people use to compare themselves with other people and do so in a way that they'll either come up feeling inferior or they will think about others in a way that is inferior. And I think for a lot of people, it's a conversation that is uncomfortable, but like with anything, the more we talk about something, the more comfortable we get. And that is part of my mission, to get us talking about it more, because when we talk about it, when it's no longer hidden away as something that is very, very private, then we have the ability to get much more comfortable with it.
0: I'm really curious as to why why a coach or an expert decides to go on that journey. What was it that prompted you to to realise that that was important to you to get out there and help people to come to terms with this, to get comfortable with money? What happened for you? Well, when I when I decided I wanted to become
1: a coach, so formalize becoming a coach, because I've always coached and mentored informally and it was only on literally the the day of lockdown that I decided I wanted to formally train as a business coach. And the whole plan that I had was to be a confidence coach, because I've always been told I'm really, really good at helping people get more confident with themselves and get more confident with a plan for themselves. So my original plan was to be a confidence coach but the more work i did around confidence the more work i did around self worth and self value the connection was very very clearly there that a lot of our own confidence comes from our self worth and self value and that comes from our relationship with money and people think that our relationship with money is just about the number in our bank account when it's not it's so so much bigger than that how we do money is how we do everything. And in our business in particular, how we show up in our business, how effectively we put boundaries in place, how effectively we are visible and allow our would-be clients to see us, Mm -hmm. all relates back to our sense of self-value and self-worth, which relates back to how we are with money. So for me, the two are so closely interlinked, confidence and money, that I really want us to get much more comfortable about talking about money rather than seeing it as a stick to either beat ourselves up over or to potentially beat other people with as well.
0: How easy do you find it to talk about money and wealth?
1: I've never ever had a problem talking about money and I think that goes back to my parents. You know my parents were very very middle class. They went through you know they they were they bought their house during the 80s when interest rates were extremely high. So, you know, I know that they had to, you know, balance the books, et cetera, but they were always very open about, you know, us needing to save, us needing to think about our futures, thinking about having a mortgage and what that entailed in terms of getting a deposit, et cetera, et cetera. With my children, very, very open about talking, you know, about money and the importance of understanding and respecting money. And as you know, I have a second business. And in our other business, you know, we deal with very, very high net worth people. So I can pick up to, you know the phone to people who have literally millions of pounds and millions of pounds spent. But I've never had a concern speaking to them, a reluctance to speak to them, feel myself any less worthy of speaking to them. Mm-hmm. But I think that it goes back to. My mum in particular, always teaching us, we are as good as anybody else. Mm. And we and I have always had that self-belief that whatever I want to do, I have the ability to do. Mm. Do I get in my own way? Absolutely. All the time. But at least I recognise I'm getting in my own way and can do something about it.
0: It's interesting hearing you talk about mixing and networking and doing business with people who are extremely wealthy. That's one of the things that I never thought, oh, I have any money issues. Until I was nine, I would have said we were averagely middle class. We didn't have excess, but it was great. My dad earned a significant amount of money all in one go. So we suddenly became the rich kids. And there was always that part of me that felt we don't, we don't actually belong on the street we now live in. We don't actually deserve this big house, but you don't notice those things. And then over the last couple of years, as I've been hugely up leveling my networks and my connections, I'm now mixing with multimillionaires on a regular basis. And I kind of, even even two years ago, felt a little bit in awe of some of those people. Wow, they must be so together, they must be whatever, because they're in my model of the world loaded. And actually, people are people. They're all yeah. people. They still have life problems. They still have money concerns, actually. Even if you've got millions in the bank, you've still got money concerns. Absolutely. They're just different. They're different yeah. sized money concerns. They affect your life in a different way, but there's still shame and uh, emotion attached to the money issues that go on. And, and that's been really fascinating. So I would imagine then that, the the, I don't know, maybe you guys who are listening should reach out and tell me what level you're at. But I would imagine more people listening to this show are not yet in the realms where they have millions. So where do they start with this? Where can they start to improve the way they think and talk about money? I think it's first of all,
1: having that awareness. It's having the awareness of the internal conversation that we're having with ourselves, and is that conversation supporting us, or is it throwing us off course? Because as you know, you know our subconscious, its job is to keep us safe. And in order to keep us safe, our subconscious wants us to keep doing what we've always done because we know the results we're going to get. As soon as we decide we want to take on a different course of action, we want to up-level ourselves, all of a sudden our subconscious starts screaming at us, what the hell are you doing? Why do you want to do that? You're going to look stupid. People are going to be saying, who the hell are you? Don't do it. Keep doing what you're always doing, what you've always done, because you're safe that way. Once you actually recognize that that is going on, once you recognize that you are leaning away from the discomfort of moving to that new place and you're just playing it safe, staying comfortable. When you recognize that that's not serving you, it's not helping you move from where you are. To where you want to go, then you can start having a very, very different conversation with yourself.
0: I think one of the important things around this is that you begin to recognize when you're having a thought about money, because sometimes we don't actually realize the thought we're having is about money. So, for example, I shan't bother getting my hair recolored because that's a bit of a waste, for example, right? Yeah. Whereas actually, there's a money story behind that. And I think that, particularly as women, we do it all of the time. Although this is not a female only issue. One of the things I did want to ask you about was we see in the online space almost two camps, those who are, and maybe that there's some, maybe there's some co- some subconscious programming going to be revealed in what I'm about to say. There's some people who throw their Stripe accounts at us. There are some people who are bombarding us with how much they're making on a monthly basis, how much they're making per year, how much their launch was. And then there's the other people who decidedly think it's actually a little bit uncouth or icky to be sharing your figures that that's actually not, that's not the badge of honour that the people doing it think they are. Where do you sit with that? Should we be... Should we be talking about money in that respect with that, I don't know, I was going to say bragging, right? Should we be doing that?
1: I think we should do whatever we are comfortable with. As long as our motivation in doing so is not to shame anybody else Mm. into it. When I say let's talk about money, I don't necessarily mean people have to go around with their bank statement, you know, on the... (laughs) taped to their foreheads Uh or they don't have to reveal you know what is coming in to stripe etc if they're doing that to genuinely show the art of the possible then I think that is a good thing and I you know I will reveal something here and I I said this on my podcast a few months ago I had a particular coach on my podcast and I'll say who it is because she's very aware of because I, I said to her this on my podcast. So I had Lisa Johnson on my podcast and I was very honest with her that last year I had to unfollow her because I found it really, really uncomfortable Lisa showing her bank account, showing all her purchases, et cetera, et cetera. I had all the messages going on in my head. Who the hell is she is? We're going through a pandemic. She's buying all this stuff. She's showing how much money she's earning. Da, 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 da. Stop following her. And then I had a word with myself. It was not what Lisa was doing. I wanted what Lisa had. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have that same amount of money coming into my bank account and making all the purchases that Lisa is doing. Mm -hmm. That to me is demonstrating to me the art of the possible. And when you have limiting beliefs happening, what you need to do is go and find the evidence Mm -hmm. that it is possible to do what you want to do. When Roger Bannister ran that first four minute mile, nobody else had done it beforehand. How many subsequently have run that four minute mile? Many, many people, not me included, but many, many other people. And I think when you're doing it from a position to demonstrate to others, what is possible, then absolutely, why not? If you're doing it, Purely to either belittle people or to draw people into believing something is possible when actually you're only telling half the mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. or it's not true, then there's something very much wrong with that. But I believe people should be able to do whatever they are comfortable with as long as the motivation is right.
0: Mm. It was so interesting. A while ago I did share something about what happened in a launch and I got a phone call from my dad. He said, Anna, you've got to take that down. Your house might get burgled. And I kind of went I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, but you never know. And that was so telling about my parents and their their scarcity yeah. and their fear of the outside world and how their their thoughts are programming around money and that it's got to be kept and kept secret and guarded. And I actually could see that with quite a lot of humor. The post did not come down, but I did change whether my dad he doesn't know this, whether he can see every post that goes out. And I think, I think as well, that's an interesting thing, isn't it? That we have family relationships, we have personal relationships with money, we've had things that have happened to us. We can, as business owners, we can go through periods in our businesses where it's feast and famine. And yeah. when it's famine, it's it's really hard to see other people visually having success, but you never know the full picture either. No. You never really know someone else's full picture. No. Very true. And I think particularly in a in the online space where people can be making tens of thousands a month, but what are their expenses? What's, what's the profit breakdown? What, how much are they spending on team? How much do they spend on ads? How much is left after they've paid their tax? And I think that those conversations about money are equally important. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: And I think I think that is the whole thing is that people can people can look at m- information around money and not really understand, you know, what's going on behind it. You know, I always advise my clients to check their bank account daily and to see that number as information and to see that information as something that they can take action. On, mm. not to see it as anything scary. It's something to take action on. Where do they want to be? How they're going to get there? But to do, to view everything in this online world exactly as you said, with a pinch of salt. We don't, we're not all on the same journey. Some of us have started this journey earlier than others. Mm. Some of us have taken a different journey. So never measure your success with what somebody else is putting out there because mm. your journey is going to be different. Always utilize that same sense of your radar, checking what is going on, what seems Sensible, what seems as, as though it's overinflated. Very often, when things seem too good, they actually are. You know, those courses that are promising, study my course for seven days and you'll hit your first, you know, 10,000 month, your first seven figure year, et cetera, et cetera. Very often, not very often, always, they are always going to be not, they're not going to deliver what they say they're going to deliver. But if you follow somebody for long enough and you can see the path that they've trodden and you can understand that they have values that match with your values, and if you then start to replicate what they've done, then you will start to see and enjoy some of those successes. Mm-hmm. But this online world isn't a, you know, a quick fix. It isn't going to be a get-rich-quick scheme. And I think very often that is what is put over to people. Mm-hmm. It's a quick, a get quick, rich scheme. There and is so much
0: potential and so much possibility, yeah. but it does take time to build an audience and Absolutely. To nail your product. In terms of that, talking about money though on online, I, I do think it's always connected with our sense of self, our sense of, are we good enough? And I think one of the things that I think is in, one of the most important things people can understand about money is that that is not the key to happiness that it isn't that yes it can bring you safety that feelings of safety it's all feelings it's all emotion yeah. feelings of safety feelings of security feelings of achievement potentially but it's not actually going to make you happy and I think that if you you know we see so many very successful CEOs who have got all the money in the bank but they're they're dreadfully unhappy and I think I think what's important Important is finding ways to make money that are actually making you content and you feel as though you deserve what you get when you get the good stuff. Absolutely. And that when when things aren't working out for you, it's not because you're a bad person or you're inferior in some way, to use a term you were reflecting yeah. on earlier. And, and that, I mean, I, of course, I loved it. You, you used my buzzword, visible earlier. When we don't feel deserving, it's very hard for us to put ourselves out there when we don't really believe in, our, in what we're selling, yeah. which is another form of talking about money, yeah. we don't really push it. We don't really go for it because... Or when we do, there's something incongruent in the way that we show up on camera or on podcasts because it's uncomfortable for us because we don't believe that we are good enough to be charging what we're charging. Yeah. So where does someone start with this? Where do they really begin to unravel this work?
1: Do you know what suddenly popped into my head as you were talking there? You were responsible for me doing my first Facebook Live. So as you know, I started your mastermind back in the summer of 2020, having never gone live on Facebook before. And in fact, even more than having not gone live on Facebook before, I had never opened my Facebook up to anybody more than my friends, people I knew, people Mm -hmm. I'd met in the real world and had, you know, relationships with. And I had about 250 or so people in my Facebook world and I had huge reluctance about opening it up to anybody else. I now have close to 4,000 people on, on, on my Facebook profile I still already know about 300 of them, Uh, but actually I know online a lot more than the 250. However, that first Facebook Live I did was the scariest thing I have ever done, but you made me do it. And I am (laughs) so glad you made me do it because like with most things, the first time is the worst time and you get considerably better. Now I have no problem Mm in getting visible online at all because I make a direct connection between how can I help people Mm -hmm. if they don't know I'm there? Mm -hmm. How can I help people get much more comfortable in their relationship with money, in making more money if they've never ever heard or seen of me? And more than that, if I am not visible, I am clearly gifting that to other people rather than to me and my business Mm -hmm. so I think I directly connected my why to my visibility Mm -hmm. and now my subconscious knows you know even when I'm having a fat day even when I'm having a spotty day even when I'm not feeling it my subconscious pretty much knows, no point in me arguing with her, she's going to go live anyway. I might as well just leave her to it. So I've no longer get that, that same level of resistance anywhere near as I did in my early days. And I think it's exactly the same with our relationship with money. We have to think about our future self and we have to think about what is our future self doing that we can now help her To continue to do and help her to move forward. And the only way that we can do that is is to understand where we are now, where we want to be and what are the gaps in the middle. And I don't want to have a life where I look back with regret because I chose to continue to feel comfortable and to continue to feel safe because I didn't go and do the other things that actually I want more. I want to remain comfortable far less than I want to continue to grow this business, Mm -hmm. continue to have the impact that people are telling me I am having on their lives. And I can only do that by getting uncomfortable pretty much every single darn day of my life now. And do I always like that? No, I don't always like it. Do I ever wish I hadn't started this journey? Absolutely bloody not. (laughs) I am so, so glad I did. And I think that is the whole thing is to really examine what you want and what is preventing you from getting there. And usually there's only one thing that's preventing you from getting there. When you go and stand in the mirror, you're looking at that person that's stopping you from getting there. Because I think what we have all been shown particularly during the pandemic, we can either let external influences hold us where we are and allow it to be the excuse that holds us where we are. Or we go and look for those people who have turned it around, who Mm. haven't let the pandemic hold them where they are. And we go and find out how they have done that. What do you, what do I need to do to move ourselves, to move myself to where I, where I want to be? And the, probably my largest why is my two boys. I want my two boys to know that there are options. And I didn't know this two years ago until I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I only thought there was one option for children and that was the work hard, do well in your exams, Get a job, you're set for life. I now know that's completely wrong. Yes, you can go down that route, but if you do, you're probably putting your future into somebody else's hands. Or you can say, Do you know, actually, I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to set up my own business. I am going to design my own life and actually decide by design what your life is going to be like, because that is the choice. Every single one of us has. Yeah, We can make it. excuses, yeah. but we have that choice. Absolutely. And for me, it's exactly the same with our relationship with money. We can either say it's not for us and come up with all the excuses, or we can say, I have evidence. I'm, it going, is possible. To learn.
0: I'm going to learn how. I'm going to educate exactly. myself. I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, yeah sure. absolutely. There's so many wonderful things you said there. I was kind of grinning. I obviously we met, you came onto my mastermind where you were months into your business. In fact, I think the second week of the mastermind, you were launching your brand and doing the live for the first time. And it's really gratifying to have seen you just take off and actually means it's okay when I am a hard taskmaster for clients because <laughs> when, you, when, when I can see potential in someone, I just want them to bloody get on and do it because... The world's gonna get better. You're gonna help people, and you're gonna make your own, you know, you're gonna follow this path that what for whatever reason is calling to you. So I'm I'm so proud, Leslie. And I um I'm grateful to you for mentioning that on the show. So I would love you guys to go and check out Leslie on her relatively new podcast, Let's Talk About Money and More. That's the name of it, isn't it, Leslie? So go find her, listen to her her beautiful Welsh lilt over on her own show. And Leslie, for someone out there who is not in an easy situation around money right now, what do they need to do right now? What's the first step can they take to recognising they're, where they're at and doing something about it?
1: You know, if they're not in a good position, it's to understand what exactly is that position and to be honest with themselves. So to, I had this conversation this, um, on Monday with somebody about putting their heads, burying their head in the sand and not appreciating where they were in their relationship with money. And I think that's exactly it. Having that awareness of exactly what is going on and then the desire to change it. Because if you have awareness and desire And you really, you know, it could be opening up those envelopes that you've hidden under the sofa. It could be picking up the phone and having a conversation if you owe somebody money. It's actually looking at where you are, being really honest, where you want to get to and understanding those gaps in the middle.
0: So for those of you who are a little bit scared to open your banking app on your phone... Go and do it because knowledge is always better than the fear that you're carrying that things are worse than they are. Because once you have that knowledge, you can take steps to do something about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Leslie. And I would love you guys, if you're listening, to reach out either to me or Leslie or both of us and let us know what your takeaways are from today's episode. Thanks very much, Anna.